Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today I'm back on with Big Snow Op with Snow and we're talking about part two on our series in magic. High magic or ceremonial magic. The best kind. Um, <laughs> what, what should we talk about today? Um, so should we like give them like an introduction to like like the route, the path we've been on and like how, where we're at and how we got there? Is that too much? No, I think that's a good idea. Okay. Um, Well, we both started um, high magic, ceremonial magic. Um, It definitely was called to both of us. Um, I've known about these rituals because that's what that's what ceremonial magic. So you conduct like rituals and practice. I've known about this stuff for quite some time. and I studied it pretty extensively. Basically, since you started doing magic and showing me stuff and like being on that path, like my knowledge is like a hundred x. Yeah, I mean, for me, <clears throat> basically, I spent all these years like doing different spiritual practices, especially Buddhism and Hinduism, and, like the yogic traditions and Taoism, and even like Christianity and Gnostic. Gnosticism more so, but like the study. But I spent all these years doing all these practices and like continuing to grow spiritually and studying all these books, and at pretty great proportions. But then somehow I picked up the magic current, which was with you when we were at your friend's <laughs> house, and she just pulled out some books. Something had me grab the Damien Eccles book, and I just came home and started reading it immediately. His book Angels and Archangels, and putting these things into practice that he was talking about in there. So it was like I picked up this current and I didn't really make the choice and I wasn't interested in delving into any form of magic at all, nor did I ever think about it. And it just came to me. It was like an unfolding process. It was like the next step on my spiritual evolution. And that's one of the things I learned about the history of magic and oral tradition in general which you can explain better probably than me, but that it's passed down through a sort of energetic current. But we'll get back to that in just one second. So I started doing the practices, and the reason I mentioned earlier about all these other practices I had done of yoga and mantra and breath work and prayer and devotion, that all worked substantially well, but when I started doing this ceremonial magic, it just seemed like everything in my life... um, all my spiritual growth evolution on every level just increased drastically. And I do have to be fair to say that at that time I also started doing a lot of kundalini yoga and mantra practice, which also aided it. But the magic I could feel was like the driving force. Like, Yeah, yes. dude. Yeah. Like, you know... You're, you shouldn't really go into this thinking about the results, but at a certain level, the results become so obvious and extraordinary yeah. that, like, you know. That's what Damien Eccles says. He's like, at a point, you won't be surprised that the results came about. He's like, you'd be more surprised if it didn't. Yes. Because you just know that it's just like... Yes, and that's like with anything. Like, whatever, like, you want increase in your life it can be anything or 
increase their protection. Like, I mean, abundance, happiness, like, like health, like, you know, like, thoughts, like, brain power. Yeah, your own health, other people's health, your, yeah, your thoughts, your brain. I mean, for me, that's one of the things that came to me right away was, like, increased mental clarity and, like, deeper insight, deeper realization. Um, more people came out in the world that connected with me and people that were from, like, my same, you could call it, like, soul family, like, people on my level, like, just started, like, coming out. Um, all the opportunities and, like, my career world just started um, unfolding. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with, like, like, because it raises your consciousness to, like, such a degree, like... Your energy. Yeah, the people who, like, are vibrating for that same type of frequency find you. Yeah, because basically what you're doing when you're doing magic, which we've talked about many times, is, like, you're circulating the energy quicker and quicker in order to crystallize your aura and have it flow through your Taurus field at, like, epic proportions. So, like anyone that talks about raising your consciousness raising your vibration that's what's actually happening when you're doing these things it's changing your whole magnetic field and like everything inside of it and then you're like this beacon in the universe and so you're attracting all these different things and energies and yeah. then oh god damien echoes says that uh when you do some of the rituals that alex and i do you'll be lit up on the astral plane like like a light bulb or something yeah yeah and then also like the main two kinds of rituals are invoking rituals and banishing rituals give or take like to summarize it generally and then banishing rituals are so powerful because they're like pushing things out and purifying you from like your lowest earthly elements through the planetary elements through like your highest spiritual elements it's like cleaning out your ego and it's also keeping your energy field like completely protected from um from whatever like people that would inject strife into your life like negative things accidents like anything um and there's plenty of rituals that do that yeah and and just like well yeah so about the banishing rituals which is what i started with and that's also what you started with right Lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram. Yeah, that's, yep. that's the one. That's the one that I think everyone should start with. Like, My friend, she just started with the middle pillar, which I guess is the all, only other alternative. Yeah, if you weren't going to start with the LBRP, I would start with the middle pillar, but I would rather do the LBRP and have that down first. Like, yeah, that's what came to me first. I think the best one to start with is the LBRP. It's like one of the. It's like the fundamental practice of high magic. Yeah, definitely. Any any ritual that you learn further in your studies in magic, you will be you will learn the skills needed to do with the LBRP. So yeah. Essentially, if you learn the LBRP, it opens up the doors to learning. Almost, as far as we know. The farthest we've gone with ceremonial magic, like there's nothing that we can't learn, and believe me, we know some stuff. I think, yeah, the LBRP is the foundation, and it does lead. Uh, you know, and, and another thing important to say about the magical path is like, <clears throat> you know, you want to be honest with yourself and like connected with your soul because I know for us, we've progressed very quickly with a lot of these rituals, but it felt like um, 
since we're we're connected and we're we're like present and aware and connect with our spiritual guides, it like it felt like it was the proper unfolding of things. Like, and when we tried to maybe progress in a way we shouldn't, we were like, we got the message that like we shouldn't do that. Yeah. And then we um, it unfolded like how it could. And it's different for everybody. Like somebody could practice the LVRP for a year straight. They need to get it down, and somebody could practice it for two weeks or a month and then they're ready to move on and it's just different for everybody depending on um you know their like predispositions like where their soul's at how their energy field is and any number of factors really yeah yeah that's that's a really good point i'm glad you said that because i probably would have not said that (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely take this at your pace uh if you do start practicing which you know i really think you should like I think everybody should practice this stuff uh, I will say that I don't think everybody's capable or willing to but I think everybody could essentially well, well yeah what Damien Eccles said is like magic is suited to uh, he said magic is suited to those whose psyches are inclined to be able to handle rapid transformation because yeah. because you'll transform so quickly and your consciousness will raise so quickly so that if you're not ready for that you'd kind of want to take a slower path if you wanted like therapy or like yeah. like hatha yoga or something that yeah. is still going to help you but it's not going to be like Poosh. yeah but yeah anybody can do it though if you feel called to do it then you're probably meant to do it that's what I was just about to say like, it usually finds you like yeah. whether it be through this because essentially what you were saying about the current you can get it right now. Yeah, that we could be passing you the current, which was passed to us by people. Um, the current of energy that Alex was talking about earlier, through like, it's like sound carries its own like data, and like, so does like knowledge. Like knowledge has its own like data, so it's like, when someone's like communicating sound and knowledge at the same time, it's like it creates like a data. And, like, you can, like, download that data from someone, like, talking to you. That's how you get it. Yeah. But not everybody gets it, right? That's the interesting part. Like, like, like you could write down what you were saying, and I could read it, and I wouldn't get it because the data's coming through the sound. You get what I'm saying? I could read it, and I wouldn't get the same energy that I would from the sound. Sound. The sound carries <laughs> different data. That's, like, how the guru, gurus work, too, in the hand nutrition. But yeah. not everybody gets the current. That's what's interesting. It's, like, how it's meant to be, like, this is, so, like, I got the magic current passed to me from Lisa when we were in conversation with her, and I got the current to start chanting mantra, like Hare Krishna and Gayatri mantra from uh, Nikki Walton at the retreat when I talked to her for oh, five true. minutes, true. and I got the Kundalini yoga current when I went to Hawaii in May with my family, and I did a class, two classes with a girl who had grown up in the tradition and who Yogi Bhajan had sent to India as a kid to grow up, the founder of Kundalini Yoga, and her name is Guru Darshan Khalsa, but same thing, I picked up the current from her there, it was like, I did those two classes with her, and I came back to Chicago, and all of a sudden I was like, I gotta find this yoga studio and sign up for training, I didn't even know that, Yeah, that's is what happened, but it's like, that's how you get it, I guess, you just pick it up from people. Someone, someone said a quote, like, something like, you can get a certain amount of like more knowledge from speaking to like a master for like five minutes than you can from like five years of practice or something like that. Um, I don't know what it, but I might have said my Zen teacher in Wisconsin at Karinji Mato Roshi. He says 
when we when we went there for the seven day retreat, the first, one of the first Dharma talks he gave, he was like, in Zen traditionally, yeah, he said you get more. He's like you get more out of the. That's exactly it. Yeah, he said you get more from the two minutes a day that you meet with the teacher than the whole day, the ten to fifteen hours you spend in meditation. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't doubt him because I don't really doubt people like that. But I just was yeah. like. That's weird. I came here to meditate. And then, like, six months after the retreat, I realized, like, no, like, the meditation, which is huge, was, like, nothing in significance compared to, like, what I got from him. And I seen that energy was, like, still working on me. I was going to say, so do you think in our Hermetic Principle videos, you and I were bouncing the current off of each other because we both just had it? We must have been just giving it to each other, right? Because yeah. we were just figuring everything out yeah, about the universe and the essence of these principles without, like, knowing it previously. Like, it right. was just, like, unfolding to us. Um, like, so we talked about the LBRP. That's a good place to start. I think, yeah. The middle pillar would probably be the next. Yeah, well, maybe we should describe the LBRP a little bit. I think what we should do to give people a good understanding is... Describe the middle pillar in LBRP. So for the LBRP, um, it's pretty simple, I guess. It's like, it might be a little complicated at first for people. and Definitely um, unorthodox things you don't really do every day. The only weird thing about it's weird because you got to draw pentagrams, which most people in the western tradition and christianity you are kind of taught that that's like evil but like it's not evil at all and that's kind of it and then also yeah you just got to do movements and visualizations and mantras that are kind of weird if you've never done them basically to do the standard version of the lbrp you're drawing four flaming blue pentagrams on the astral plane that you're visualizing in front of you, behind you, and to the side, so the east, west, north, and south. And then you're connecting with white light all of these banishing pentagrams while you're drawing them. And then you're charging these pentagrams with different mantras, which, like you were saying, are in Hebrew, basically. And then you're invoking different angels, which people are really familiar with, like Raphael, Gabriel, Michael, and Uriel. And, and Metatron. Yeah, and Metatron if you want to add that into the LBRP. Um, and Sandalphon if you want to add that in too. But basically you're invoking all these and you're like making this ring of energy that's banishing from you. And Raphael, Gabriel, Uriel, and Michael represent air, water, earth, and fire. So you're purifying all those elements inside of you. And... um helping make your aura more impenetrable as well or starting to build it and you can even pull the white lines around you in a sort of sphere during the practice yeah um, it's really important when you do this to take your time and visualize everything in your mind's eye like the best you can and they say like while you're when you're drawing the pentagrams you, you it makes like a like a fiery blue flame so like when i draw my pentagrams like i see the blue flame coming from the sword mudra of my fingers and i see it on fire i hear it on fire i don't really smell it on fire but if it was to give a smell i would it just doesn't because it's a 
the astral plane, kind of. I mean, things do give sense in the astral plane. But the fiery blue is important. And then, like, when you visualize the angels, they 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 wear certain colors. And that's very important to visualize that, too. It helps a lot because then you can see it more clearly. Yeah. Like, for example, Raphael is... In the eastern direction, he wears yellow robes. He is represented with the season of spring and with the air element. So if you know all of that, um, the visualization is a really important part of it, so it adds to it. The sound, the breath, and the visualization. Because you're pulling in prana, like you're pulling in life energy from the atmosphere with every breath, and that's adding into the power of your ritual because otherwise you'll get drained out more quickly if you're using a bunch of your own energy. But, so that's like, and yeah, and it usually starts and ends with the Kabbalistic cross, which is pulling energy down from the source through you in the shape of a cross, and then um, also using certain mantras for that as well. And what that does is, like, connects you to all dimensions of the universe. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Before we finish to get you thinking about a second ritual, we'll talk about the middle pillar, which is the other fundamental ritual used in you know in the beginning of magical practice. And um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the middle pillar. I learned second, but I use it first. Now, um, what the middle pillar does is like um, you essentially like siphoning energy from like the source like intentionally like like you're this you're basically like using your energy that is already there and like supercharging it to pull in like way more energy from the source and through the different chakras yeah and, bring, and you're bringing it down through is it, are they called chakras yeah uh, he just says it's a different chakra system. Yeah. Because it's different than the ones that are traditionally thought of in yoga and Hinduism, like the seven in the body. The system's like a little bit different. But he says they're both equally real. It's just different ways of like seeing it. Yeah. But you're bringing energy from the source through the system of chakras through the middle of your body down to the earth and like to the middle of the earth, connecting you from the source to the earth. And like. Once you're connected, you can, like, you can be done, or you can, like, just keep charging it. Like, you can really bring in as much energy as you want. It's a pretty crazy ritual that's, like, very essential once you learn. It brings, yeah, it brings in a lot of energy. It gets your energy flowing quicker. The mantras you vibrate, Damien Eccles says it, it reminds your spiritual DNA of who of who you really are. It reminds you that you're God, that you're part of the that you're the source and uh that's what a lot of those mantras are saying like they're saying like i am the lord god of knowledge and wisdom and different things like that um but he's saying like since they have such ancient meaning like they vibrate it like in your cells like in like you remember you're proclaiming to yourself and the universe like that you want to wake up to your true nature it's like activating dormant dna and shit yes and then also um it helps you, and Damien Eccles says this in his book, uh, to understand the workings <clears throat> of energy more. Like, the more you do the middle pillar, like, you just become more attuned to energy. And um, 
you know, he even says, remember, he even says that it, it has all the benefits of meditation and more. Yeah, which is, that by itself was just like, holy fuck. <laughs> That's bizarre, man. I know. And, um, yeah, and they, these, these are like the beginning and that's the thing and yeah that's just the first rituals and the, I just wanted to finish by saying um, you don't have to like Damien Eccles always says like it doesn't have to be thought of as a religion or a belief he's like if you just do the practices you will get the results but I do think and wouldn't you say that some degree of faith has to be beneficial because like you kind of have to know when you're doing magic like the less doubts you have, the more powerful your magic is. I would say, like you kind of like if you just know it's real and that's what's happening. I feel like it's more effective than if you're doing it thinking like this will never work, right? Like it would still maybe work, but like isn't it more effective if you know what you're doing? Yeah, definitely more effective. I don't even know if it would work. Like if you thought like that, it's, I don't think it would. Like yes, faith or like imagination or like belief, like is like. Just, essential for this shit like if you don't have that like if you're not willing to think outside of the box if you're not willing to like wholeheartedly believe in something that like a lot of people would deem as like supernatural or unreal like you're it's gonna take you a lot of time to develop these skills like as opposed to someone who is just willing to just think outside the box right away. Yes. 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 <clears throat> yeah, and then um, the only other thing I'd like to say before we finish, two things. One is that, like, we might have mentioned this in the last video, but that all the Old Testament people in the Bible, a lot of the, them were magicians, like King yeah. Solomon and Jesus. his... Uh, Jesus, but, like, the Old Testament. Well, yeah, Jesus obviously knew these things. Oh, um but like Daniel King, King and Ezekiel. In the Old Testament. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The New Testament is really the New Testament is all Jesus. Oh, it's just like all Jesus. Everything else in the Old Testament, but like the Book of Enoch and all of them are like, you know, knew these these mystical and magical practices. The other thing I wanted to say, meditation is um, important because if you meditate, you have more concentration and more power over your mind and you're able to better direct the energies when you're doing magic and uh, less of your energy is like spilling out and not being able to be focused and um you know being wasted in different thoughts and stuff so like if you meditate that extra focus and concentration is going to make your magic actually more effective awesome well thank you for joining us thanks for joining me man yeah. and we'll be back soon